<laughs> Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. I'm Alex Reed, your DM here for Cocked, a real play DD podcast. Today, our characters are going to go around and answer a question about themselves, which is what is your character's opinion on nobility? Uh, your turn. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Reggie Morris. I play Bracca Ultim, the Cobalt Artificer. Bracca doesn't really care for people of noble status. I mean, he doesn't really get the whole nobility thing. It's just kind of like something he hasn't fully understood yet. Hey, everybody. My name is Jessica Reed. I play Katie, a dragonborn fighter. Let's see about Katie's opinion of nobility. I think she kind of resents it a little bit right now. She doesn't quite understand it since she kind of has some family uh, who is a little higher in status that she's trying to not necessarily associate with because she's trying to make her own path. She's not trying to follow in the same footsteps. So I think she's a little resentful towards it a bit. Hi, this is Alex Groves. I play Agar, the Furbolg Druid. Agar's view on nobility, now with the Furbolg, it's a little different. You know, there is a hierarchy, but no it, it, nobility, it's it's not really something that is used uh, with the Furbolg. But he does recognize, he, he looks at it as more almost of a, a human thing, because that's really all he's heard of, in the, being outside of his um, home now, while journeying, he... he when he hears about nobles, it always seems to be like kind of a human thing. So he figures it's just part of their day-to-day in life. I don't think he really has any feelings one way or about it or, or not. But, yeah, I think he just feels like it's something that's more of a, a, a human necessity. It seems like something that they drive more than anything else. Hey, guys, it's Connor Joyner. I play Ebron Ironmane, the Leonin Ranger. Ebron's opinion on... Nobility is he could really care less for it because sometimes those that are considered noble are not necessarily the strongest and coming from a place that that basically only the strong lead he considers it very unnecessary. So last we left off the party had opened the door. At the bottom of the chamber. Finally. Ibron was taken by a shoud, who was given chase by Agard, who turned into a flying snake, which hats off to that. That was that was cool. That was Sneaky a fun snake. That was a fun chase. Um, <laughs> then, he, then he got knocked out of his uh, flying snake form and returned to the others, helped them close the door down below, head back up. You guys sealed the shaft that went down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I believe last we left off, you guys had left the forest and made it back to the main road and were giving chase. You guys are probably about half an hour behind where a shout had left. It is starting to get to dusk. It's not, it's not late. It's more like five, six-ish um, in the day. So you guys do have a few hours of travel if you want to use it. To move in that direction and try to track, you're more than welcome to. What would you guys like to do? I, uh, speaking as a guard, sorry, 
he was traveling very fast. We're not going to be able to catch him on foot. I say we continue forward down the road until nightfall. I say we camp and then at first light head to Gomorrah, right? Mm-hmm. Gomorrah. That's yeah. the direction he was headed. And, and assuming he's traveling there, see if we can find them there. But that's all I can think of at this point. At where we left off, I believe we said you were about a day's travel from Guamora right. when you guys went into the trees. I'd agree. I, I think that, you know, eventually, I, if we're not going to catch up with him, then finding somewhere to... I, I flew as, as fast as I could, and I could not catch up. Okay. So he is traveling much far, faster than we can travel on foot. Okay. So um, I say let's let's continue and let's let's move at a fast pace. Towards Gamora, but at dark, let's camp, and then we'll move in the morning. Katie will pick Brock up, if that's okay. Brock is 100% distracted with the gelatinous cube ooze he got. He's just looking at it. Perfect. He'll, he can study that on my shoulder. He, <laughs> he, he won't even react to you picking him up. He'll just still right. be looking at it. So as you guys are walking down the road, <clears throat> Katie has Brock on her shoulders, and he's just kind of messing with the glass vial, kind of tilting it side to side, looking at the um, remains of the gelatinous cube that he had been able to harvest. You guys can go for, I would say, do you want to go for like four hours? That would get you close to nightfall yeah. um, to be able to, to camp and, and do a... And Agar's moving at, yes. I mean, at his eight-foot frame, he's moving at a fast, like, the gate of his walk, he's very determined, so... Um, go ahead and make a nature check just to try to find a kind of a nice place. Well, do you want to just camp on the road, or do you want to find a place a little off the road? I'd say off the road. On the road might be a little cumbersome. Okay, yep. So make a nature or survival check just to find a nice place to camp. Uh, 17. Braca got a 25 for nature. 25. Okay. Agard and Braca kind of look around as Katie continues walking with Braca on her shoulders, and Braca kind of points something out, and Agard goes to kind of check, and you guys find a nice little small clearing that still has eyes on the road, but you're able to set up camp there and you would have some cover from the road, but there's just almost like there's a two to three feet of brush that kind of obscures view from the road, but you guys can see through the trees and still see the road and that stuff um, to keep tabs on it just in case you see somebody go by or anything like that. Um, So you may still want to set up watches to go through the night, but it's up to you guys. The two of you rest. I'll take first watch. Okay. I'll take second. What what are we doing? We're going to camp for the night. So I will watch first while you rest. Katie said she'll take second watch. Are you okay watching until morning after that? Sure. Okay. Okay. So you guys find a place to bed down. Katie and Braca kind of set up little beds and go to sleep to get your rest in. Um, Go ahead and make a perception check during your watch. 22. 22. You do hear some rustling and things like that, but as you look around and with your knowledge of forests and things like that, you do recognize them as small creatures and small animals moving about the violet woods. Mm -hmm. You do hear a sound that kind of catches your attention. It's not a small animal. It's a larger animal moving um, in the direction that you're headed. Okay. But it sounds like it's moving away from the main road. I, mean, I want to investigate that. If it's, if it's a larger animal, I'm gonna. Uh, Agard will pull out the spear and kind of keep it in front of him and start moving towards the noise. So go ahead and make a um, survival check. Uh, twelve. 
it's a larger creature, so it's not hard to find the tracks. Mm. You are able to locate it. It is moving um, away from the main road and headed deeper into the woods. You can follow those tracks if you want. Uh, can I investigate the track, the mm. tracks, see if Absolutely. I can see what it is? You want me to do investigation or you want me to do uh, like history or nature? Um, let's do an investigation and nature and average the two. Okay. Since it's for... So investigation animal. is a 15. Okay. Nature is a 21. Okay. So good yeah. enough. Getting close to the tracks with the spear and a light, mm -hmm. you start to see the form and the shape of it. Your best guess, based on what you've learned from your people and the different texts and everything you have, this is more than likely a, a large elk that okay. is just kind of moving and headed in the direction away from the path. Do I have any idea of how far away, uh, how far I am from it? You know, with with how how high you got on both of those, I would say. You can tell that those tracks are relatively fresh. Uh -huh. If you moved quietly, it would probably take you five to ten minutes to catch up with it. Okay. Yeah, but it is moving in, in a direction away from. That's fine. I'll head back to camp. Your uh, watch after that finishes without any incident? Anything like that? Katie. <sighs> I know. I am sorry. Can it's you okay. take your watch? Yeah. I'm, I am, I'm, I'm up. All right. Thank you. I'm up. Okay. So, Katie, make a perception check. Ooh, 11. 11? Okay, go ahead and make your roll. Uh-oh. You're just your What? Roll. Whose roll? 74. Close. As you're looking around, you get distracted a little bit by hearing Braca toss and turn. It is something that you've seen before. You have noticed it, but you just feel like maybe it's just a, a nightmare. It doesn't seem like he's extremely scared. It just doesn't seem like he is getting a comfortable sleep at the same time. Um, so that does distract you a little bit from your perception. You're kind of, with your instincts that you have towards Braca, you're kind of half watching and half kind of turning and looking at him, just making sure right. he's okay. Your watch does pass. There are some noises around the camp, but nothing that sounds threatening or like it's coming towards you. Mm, okay. Just regular, like... Animal noises, yeah, somewhat. like, like okay. little little animals in the brush moving around and things like that. <laughs> Just to be clear here, <laughs> yeah, no, not regular wagon wheel noises. Okay, um, then I'll go over and and just try to gently wake Braca. Braca, Braca. Braca will like quickly jolt awake. Oh, uh, and like kind of reach for his like poison spray, but no, no, not, no. not do that. Um. <laughs> It's just, it's just me. I was just waking you up for your, for your watch, so that way we can, I, I can, I can go back to sleep. Okay, we'll probably do that then. Okay, I, right. I'll, I'll just be right here. Wake me if you need me. Mm -hmm. For the first, like, he's gonna ritually cast alarm. Okay. Around the, um, the campsite, something he should have done <laughs> before, <laughs> before all the, all the watches, mm -hmm. but. Forgot. So yeah, he'll just ritually cast alarm around the uh, the camp and designate Agar and Katie to not set off the alarm if they, you know, somehow step through it or whatever. And he's gonna make sure it's like an audible one, not like just a mental ping. <laughs> I hear something in the, the woods. <laughs> you hear branches crack off in the distance. <laughs> Someone's stepping on the. Oh, did you set the alarm um, to sound like 
uh, tortilla chips crackling, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. During Braca's watch, he's probably going to be very distracted because he wants to um, take the like a like very small bit of the gelatinous cube stuff and see if it'll react in any way with the uh, like yellow acidic poison that he has. So make a perception check with disadvantage because you're distracted by something. I knew that was going to happen. Yep, I got an eight. Eight. That's why I did the alarm. <laughs> because, like, if any if anything comes in, I mean, I'm gonna be distracted. So, <clears throat> so describe to me what you're doing with those two different vials, and I'll tell you what happens. So, paying attention, <laughs> Raka is going to not be near a guard or Katie. He's gonna kind of go to like one corner, like that's in like the um, range of his alarm. But still, like, within yeah, the Yeah, he's still, he's still, like, within it. Okay. He's just going to go to, like, one corner away from Katie and um, Agard. And he's going to take an empty vial and kind of fill it up, like, a quarter of the way with the gelatinous cube stuff. And then take the acidic poison and put, like, another and fill it up, like, or try to fill it up, like, a quarter of the way. So I'm going to roll a percentile die to see what happens. Okay. Oh, my God. It's going to blow up. It's going to be funny if it blows up. He grows an entirely new cube. <laughs> oh my god. So the zero zero. Oh lord. And a three is so, a three, right? Yeah, so three, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's see okay. if this is He's good. rolling dice. <laughs> so you take that vial. <clears throat> you filled it, what, about a quarter of the way? Yeah, um, like I essentially emptied out like a quarter of the gelatinous cube stuff and uh, acidic poison. As you did that, you have the gelatinous cube already in it. As you're pouring the poison in, you start to hear this hissing, and a gas comes out and explodes in your face, mm-hmm. and you take five points of poison damage as you breathe it in and start coughing. Okay. okay. Oh my god! You immediately drop the vial, and it shatters on the ground, <gasps> and you can see as the liquid that was in it seeps into the ground, and it almost, well, it doesn't almost, it is absorbed into the dirt. Where it hit, it eats away at the dirt as well until it's about <laughs> six inches deep and it is just gone. Okay, so it dissolves oh six inches of the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Um, very cool. <laughs> very cool. Um, so a Brocka reaction. <laughs> Brock is going to take out his notebook and jot that down, jot mm-hmm. down what happened. While he's writing that down, because you breathed in that gas, I don't, I don't think he would immediately realize that he was injured. As he's oh, writing that said, down, he's at five points. Right? Yeah. Okay. As he's writing that down, a drop of a drop of blood from his nose drips onto what he's writing, and he starts to realize that that gas cloud that he breathed in did some type of damage to his nose, and he has a slight nosebleed. Okay. Did it like burn or anything like inhaling it? Yeah, I would say it burnt a little bit. It was it was definitely a more of like a warmer gas that okay. came out. But <laughs> methane. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I do. Hmm. So the the vials. Okay, let me let me mark down one vials gone because you said I dropped in. Yeah, you, right? you dropped that vial and it shattered. Um, you two make a perception check with disadvantage because you are sleeping. 14 with disadvantage. Oh, God. Four? <laughs> Jeez. So Katie doesn't hear anything. Not at all. Agard, you hear the vial shatter. Uh-huh. So you're sleeping and you just catch this. 
Raka, what are you doing? He's just gonna stay silent. Like he like he's like mid right. <laughs> okay, he, he's so mid, he's Rock is, Okay, so Agar's gonna sit up now. He's he's mid writing stuff down, and he's just kind of kind of look over and hope you said that in your sleep. So Agar, mm-hmm. you woke up and asked Braca what he was doing, mm-hmm. and as you sit up, you just see Braca kind of sitting in the corner of camp, squatted down. Yeah, with yeah. his notepad out, and he's yeah. just making eye contact with you, but clearly a writing something. Dissolved piece of earth in front of him. You you notice a drop of blood on his like upper lip. Yeah, and it dripped down to the page. Baraka, you're bleeding. What did you do? Oh, I'm I'm fine. It's it's. Fine. What does that smell? What happened to the ground? I tried to do something. Ugh. Something happened. Can you keep watch, please? Yeah, I've been doing that, I think. Agar's going to lay back down. <laughs> you you get back to sleep. Like a grumpy yeah, parent. No, I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> just, yeah, Brock, Brock is just going to jot down how much he added of both. The, Agar's like, reaction. The, like, how long it yeah. took to react. Like, the smell. The, like, how badly it burned. <laughs> Agar was like, mean to l- me. Every, every single, like, every effect that happened. Like, what it did to the earth. Right, major friend upset. <laughs> yep. So you were, you you documented that stuff. Could um, I could I do some sort of check to know if I like put a like a cork on the vial if it'll like contain it or if it'll like just make it essentially explode? I think you'd have to try that okay. to see what would happen. <laughs> I'll do that later. <laughs> I already I already woke a guard up. I <laughs> I made Papa mad. I don't want to do it. <laughs> he was he was asleep, man. He, um, Papa Smurf. <laughs> Braca likes Agard. He doesn't want to make him upset. Sorry. So he'll just jot that down and write just what he wants to do next in his notebook and then just, I guess, go back to keeping watch. <clears throat> so with that incident, nothing else really happens throughout your watch. Your alarm does go off one time, but as you look over, there's a little rabbit hopping through that passed right through it, cutting through, going into the woods. So... You don't think it's anything serious. You don't wake the others up, I wouldn't think, for a rabbit. But you guys do benefit from a long rest, and you wake up the next morning. Thank God. Although those temporary hit points are gone. Yeah. That makes me sad. All right, so Agard, as usual, break of dawn, he's up. And Katie, it's time to get up and and let's leave. Okay, yep. Katie would have um, been already in her little area, but meditating. Oh, her okay. morning meditation. So, yep, I'm I'm ready. I think we just got to get uh, Braca going, and we will be good to go. Braca would have already been awake, right? Since he was on last watch. I watched. Yes. Yeah. Oh, never yeah. mind. We're all awake. <laughs> Let's um, go. Okay. I, th- I guess throughout the rest of his war, as Agar is probably waking up, he'll be working on his um, experimental elixir. Like he'll just essentially have like just a clear like viscous um, like vial of fluid that he'll tinker with and he'll make this like kind of bright like orange like fluid and it's still like kind of like thick uh, but it's just something he was working on throughout the night one of his experimental elixirs. And Agar's gonna look at both you and say, with what we have with us, we have some rope. We have uh, assuming we have like bed rolls and some mm-hmm. of this. We have different things. Brock, could you help Katie fashion some sort of saddle with what we have? Saddle for what? We're going to we're going to need to travel much faster. Okay. What? Well, and are 
Are you? Are we about to ride you? Yes. Uh, I, I, so, a horse. Oh, wait a question. A okay. horse will get us there much faster. Okay. If, if that does not make you uncomfortable. No, no, I'm I'm fine with horses. Okay. I can ride bareback. If so, I don't necessarily need a saddle. We'll be going very very fast, so I want to make sure that you're. <laughs> is that not what it's called? Why are you laughing? It is, but. <laughs> Gosh, oh Lord. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if my raptor would be as fast as you want to hold, like as a horse. I'll, he'll be transitioning to a war horse, which is sixty feet. Okay, so, so a little faster. Oh wow! Yeah, you'll be slightly slower, but you could keep up. Okay. I, no. I, I, I would think you would notice that he's well losing a little speed. Yeah. I just feel it'd be better for them to just yeah. But Brock yeah. doesn't want Agar to slow down yeah. because of him, so he'll um think of some idea to like fashion the rope and the bed rolls into a saddle. Okay. Um, so Agar, go ahead and. and uh, changes into uh, well, let me check our table real quick. I didn't think about that. Um, what check do you want me to do for that? Uh, survival. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 a one half CR. So. Oh god. Okay. So just roll a d twenty. Roll first. the dice. Fourteen. You're good. Okay. Oh, uh, a ten. Too. So I turn into a kind of gray, but still a little bluish, <laughs> uh, very large horse. Um, Braca got 14 on survival. Did you War want me to roll that actually. with advantage because Katie was helping or no? I mean, you can, but 14 is fine. Okay. So, almost like, I'm, I'm picturing a War Horse is almost like a, like Clydesdale-ish. Like Clydesdale, yeah. 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 So. Because you're in a War Horse form mm-hmm. and you're just kind of plowing straight ahead, are you looking for anything or are you just trying to make time, make speed? Uh, he'll be looking around as, at the same time. I mean, he's, he's primarily... You know, wanting to get to the destination, but I mean, he's, it's not, I mean, I'm not, he's been this way. He's not dashing, you know, he's moving at the, the 60 foot, you know, okay. of the, of the horse. I figured that it would just be more, I mean, we were basically moving twice as fast as we would be. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you were double moving. No. So that's why I was asking. No. Yeah. Um, so you guys can all make a perception check for the first, um, two hours of the journey. Oh, Ooh. finally. Rock, I was yep. Seventeen. He's a little more focused on the road than I thought he'd be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my oh, gosh. gosh. He's asleep. Ooh, I'm glad Katie came to save the day. Ho- hopefully. I'm not being <laughs> presumptuous. <laughs> so the first part of your ride is pretty uneventful. You don't see a whole lot. Oh. At about the two hour mark. Yep. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> At the hour mark, uh Agard stops, gets down. You know, lowers himself. Oh, okay. We would get off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I would have Brocken. Because then he off. reverts back to Agard form. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. A little awkward mid run. <laughs> so I figure he kind of can feel it, you know, starting to the time because he can only do for one hour. Okay. Wild shape only lasts for one hour. At, at this level, yeah. it's, it increases okay. as you get higher up. But right now, it's just for one hour. <clears throat> so then, but then he will just he'll just do it again. Okay. And in the same thing, just refashion the saddle and and go another hour. So basically we'll get two hours of nor like double our normal movement mm-hmm. out of it. That, that that's the best we can do. <clears throat> Your perception roll was for the, the full two hours. Oh, okay, cool. Coming towards the end of the second hour, Katie, you look off into the woods to the north of you and you squint as you see there is smoke. Rising from an area in the forest. Oh, um, I would I would relay that to Agard and Braca. 
I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know if we want to deter off of our path to get to Ebron, but I don't know if that has something to do with him. Horse Agar would slow down and and just kind of look at, back at Katie, you know, look at the direction that she's just, you know, talking about. Mm-hmm. And just kind of stand there and wait for some sort of direction. Oh. Until the two-hour mark is up. He, he, he can't talk, so. Does it look like it's in the same direction as Gamora, or is it kind of veering to this so, side? Gamora is more to your east on this path that you're headed. This is more to the north of you. Mm. Ooh. If it's going to take us out of the direction, yeah. Horse Agar is going to basically kind of pull his head <clears throat> in the direction of where they sh- he feels they should be going, which is towards Gamora. Go ahead, and um, as you feel that, and you're kind of tugging, everybody can make another perception check. Agar will do it with disadvantage, just because you're trying to convince them to continue moving on. Okay. 16. Yeah. 11. 12. As this is happening, and Agard and Katie are kind of discussing while Agard is in horse form, kind of motioning (laughs) to move on, um, and Katie is kind of trying to break it down. Bracca, you climb up onto Katie's shoulders, and you kind of look harder into the woods, and you notice that protruding from the top of the trees is a cone-like shape that does not look like it belongs in a forest. It does not look like the smoke is coming from the trees. It looks like the smoke is coming out of this object, whatever it may be. Can I tell like what color this cone-like thing is? You said it's like a cone-like thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's at how far away you are. I would say it looks more like a brownish rust color. Hmm. Oh, so there's like this kind of cone thing mm-hmm. with smoke coming out. Yep. So there, there's the tree line, and then there's this odd shape that doesn't look like it really belongs in the forest or where you're looking. And it's like a cone shape that is almost like a brownish rust color that has smoke coming out of it. Could I tell from this distance if it looks like metallic at all? It does have a little bit of a, um, a shine to it like coming off yeah, the, the light of the day. Rocco will kind of like tilt his head in like confusion and, and, and intrigue. And he'll tell that or just like shout it out. Or not shout it out, but just say it. Hey guys! <laughs> uh, say it to um, Katie <laughs> and um, Agard. Baka will just say, "Um, there's this cone, rust-colored cone thing. It's, I think, made of metal. It smokes, the smoke's coming from it. It's, I don't think it belongs in a forest. I don't know if that would change your mind. It's like teepee-shaped? Mm-hmm. Okay, is, is Agar about to drop out of wild shape? Because you said it was right at the two-hour mark. You have about 10-15 minutes left in it. It's getting close to the two-hour mark, but... I mean, he's going to drop out of it, then. He's going to get down okay. on the ground again, and... So you feel like he needs to probably communicate at this point. I, yeah, Brock and I will get off. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so he's kind of looking off in the in the distance. It might be something that we need to go to. Is it look far, far, far off the path? or it, it looks a little ways into okay. the forest, but it is, I mean, it is visible, visible, yeah. ugh, visible from <laughs> for <Keep> you. <laughs> yeah, right? I will. And then just real quick, Connor, I promise. We're getting there. <laughs> y'all, y'all are fine. Just keep your energy to... up. Actually, you know what? Let's do that. You Ooh, guys yeah. are no. You guys are are at that spot on the road, looking into, looking from the road into the the forest. You can still now that Agard has dropped out of the warhorse form, 
Um, I would say you're tall enough that you have the line of sight that they had. Mm. But now that you guys are off of Agard, it's a little bit different as far as the line of sight. Like, Bracca cannot see it without being on Katie's shoulders. And Katie, you can just see a little bit of the cone sticking out. Not as much as you could when you were sitting on the horse. Oh, okay. So before we cut over, can I just say that mm-hmm. well, if we're going to look into this, let's let's be quick about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we'll shoot over to uh, a Shoud who had... Um, Taken Ebron. Ebron, you you start to wake. Mm-hmm. You feel groggy, like you had been hit over the head. So my head's throbbing. Yeah, your head is throbbing. But as you kind of blink and look around, you see this Victorian-style hut. So it has like these <clears throat> exposed wooden beams. It looks like almost this plaster-like substance between the two it looks like mud that maybe has been colored with different types of powders and dirts and things like that to try to make it look a little homey more like it belongs where it is it still looks out of place but as you blink and you kind of come to you are inside a hut Mm -hmm. and as you look down your front and back paws are bound by rope and then they are also tied together so I don't know if you've seen, like, how they do, like, the cattle roping and the rodeos and that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like a hog tie. Yeah, Um, I've seen So all four paws are kind of tied together, and as you come to... It's like the highest level of S&M. Whoa. (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) We'll just stick with rodeo. Yeah, let's stick with rodeo, please. So you're you're looking around. Where the hell am I? Now is this this rope magical? Can can I try and pull my way? You can out. You can make a strength check to try to break the grapple because I think technically it's restrained, right? With, with the rope tied. Yeah. So yep, you can you can definitely try to pull on it and see what happens. I got a sixteen on my strength check. So as you you pull at the <clears throat> the hog tie and the ropes, and they just seem to get tighter. Like, as you're pulling and pulling, it's like it's making the knot tighter and tighter, and you just can't quite get a hold to break it. No. The way that it's done, even if you were to try to pull your claws out and use them, it's to where you can't reach the ropes with your claws. Uh, You you must have been reading my mind, because that was going to be my next question. Could I use my claws to cut through the rope? Make a perception check for me. As you're kind of laying there, pulling at the ropes and looking around, and you're listening. 19. 19. So you do hear shuffling, and as you start to look around, you realize that you are on a second floor somewhere. There is another, or at least there's a floor beneath you. I'll put it that way. Um, And as you look around, there are some windows on this level, and you notice that there is a chimney and a fireplace on the second level that has what looks like a black pot inside of it. Is the fire lit at all? Uh, it is lit. The cauldron that is there is not over the fire. It is in front of it. But there is wood as you look because you're you're laying on the ground. You can see underneath it. There is a bunch of wood on the fire <clears throat> that is kind of lit. And off to the side there's more firewood and stuff like that. You hear a heavy footfall and then almost what sounds like a 
drag after that. And you kind of hear this mumbling and this talking, but it's not to a person. It's like they're talking to themselves. Can I make a perception check to see if I can clearly hear it? Or is it far enough away and blocked by enough you material could, that I can't really make out what the person is saying? You could make you could make a check to hear exactly what it is. Is it still perception? I would say it's, it's investigation. Or would it be more investigation? You're, you're focused on it at this point. That's what I was thinking is it's more investigation because you're trying to zero in on a certain thing. Yeah, when, perception is like you just kind of notice something, but once you've noticed it, you're going to... Now, would it be investigation with disadvantage because I'm trying to listen through? I don't think so because they're – so where you're at, where you're laying there, you're, you're on this floor and the stairs go down, but there's not necessarily a door there. Like it's an open airway. As you look over, you can see straight across. You can see where the wall and the window are and you see mm-hmm. the stairs just go down. Okay. Um, it's not like there's some type of enclosure. Okay. So while they're mumbling and talking to themselves – it is still echoing throughout this structure. Okay. I'm going to make a, an investigation check. 20. So you hear <clears throat> a voice that you haven't heard before. It's different. Um, it's very cackly. Bear with me because I have not done this voice before, but I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. So we might laugh for a good five minutes before we actually get a usable line. So be ready. Um, you hear as... You can hear the thud as they're walking here. They've got to be here soon. They'll be here soon. I must prepare. Soon they'll be here. And you can hear kind of rattling and clinking as they're messing with things downstairs. As you hear that, all of a sudden you can hear this. Don't look at me like that. You know they're on their way. As they keep continuing walking across the floor. But I'm definitely not hearing any other voices. I can tell that they're solely talking to themselves or something. No other voices. They were talking to themselves or something. Um, And as this continues, and you continue looking... How far away is the group from this place currently? They have no idea. Okay. Neither do you. Okay. Um, You hear her say, well, you hear it, I should say, not necessarily her, but you hear it say, I wonder, I wonder what she will say when I bring her all of these rare ingredients. (laughs) Is this like a store brand Smeagol? (laughs) first of all a bronskine piss because he's he's basically hogtied and captive and hang on a second are you calling (laughs) my voice acting dollar general level that's crazy no there's wow i I am sorry i am not matt mercer but come on can't try it here Um, Katie no, gets a so, spike through her heart <laughs> Just on the way there So you, you hear that from downstairs You hear mm-hmm. that muttering And you hear the statement um, About the ingredients 
and then you hear the footsteps begin to get closer and it sounds like it's more hollow and headed up so it sounds like they're on the stairs so you hear and it's getting closer and closer as they're walking up so from where i'm at on the ground is there a corner that i can back my or crawl back into to 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 kind of put my my back up against something so where you're at upstairs it's pretty open Mm -hmm. um really the only things that are up there as you look around you notice there are like lanterns hanging but they're not lanterns they're small cages and you see that um they look old they look worn some of them have dead animals in them. You see like a crow in one. Um, you see a couple different strange things. Make a history check. Twelve. Twelve? So you see in another cage, you see what looks like a very tiny humanoid creature with wings but you don't know what it is you just see that in a in a cage on the far side um, of the room you do know you can back up to get against the wall so that's what he's he's going to do is his wiggle excuse me he's going to wiggle as best he um, he can, he's scraping across the floor because, you know, he's still in his armor and he's going to back himself up against one of the up up against the closest wall. Particularly if he has a window, he's going to put put the window right by his head. Or how high are these windows? So you wouldn't be able to sit up the way that you are tied. Okay, you'd be able to slide backwards on your side against the wall. Um, but you wouldn't be able to get to where you could get up to a windowsill even with your neck. They're okay. pretty they're pretty tall. Okay. Then then he is going to get himself up against a wall but still have visibility on the uh, the staircase, but also that that other creature has caught his attention and he's going to try and communicate with it. Would that be possible? First, make a dexterity check as you're moving with disadvantage. Okay. So what was the lowest of the two? Oh, they were both 17. Both 17? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're able to do it without making too much noise, so you don't necessarily bring attention to yourself. However, I would say you have about five seconds at most before this individual crosses that threshold of where the floor starts as the stairs are coming up Mm -hmm. so i'm going to utilize those five seconds and just kind of get this creature's attention by waving my my hand a little bit to see if it to see if i can get it to to just look at me and and quietly mouth where are we so you're not able to wave your hand. Okay. Your paws are all kind of together. So okay. 
you wouldn't really be able to wave or anything to get its okay. attention um, because your front paws are tied with your back paws. Okay, so uh, so I'm like yeah. this. Yep, yeah, you're you're hog tied, so okay. you you can't really move at all. Um, you you could try your best. There's no movement from that cage. Okay, at all, and it's at this point that a hooded figure begins to um, appear coming up the stairs at about that halfway point, and they continue going up, and you just hear the foot, the heavy footfall, and then the drag. The as they walk up the stairs and the creature turns and looks at you and all you notice, because there is a, a very shadow, there's a very shadowed kind of hood over their head that you can't really see much, but you do notice there's a pointed nose that sticks out. That mm-hmm. is a, a little it's a, a green hue and you hear, Oh, I don't want to spoil the fun. Come, come. See what I have planned for all of you. And she inches closer and then she goes, Oh, maybe, maybe you don't, you don't realize who I am. And you can tell that she has this expression and you've got the shocked expression looking at her and she waves her hand over her face and you see a shout, the wizard standing there before you. Oh, my, 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 aren't you an ugly one? <laughs> yes. Snaps their finger and they're back. They revert back to the hooded figure form and she says, Nice of you to join me, but I need you to be asleep. And she kind of tosses this vial in front of you and it explodes and this smoke appears. <laughs> And you slowly fade to black again as you kind of blink and try to stay awake and fight it. And you're back asleep. And she has come up the stairs. Okay. This is where we will end this week's episode. Agard, Braca, and Katie are in hot pursuit of a shout as he absconds with a hogtie to Brone. The three have noticed a strange structure off the main road and are moving to investigate. Ebron has regained consciousness and looks around to realize he's in a strange Victorian-style hut. While gaining his bearings, he is approached by a cackling hooded figure who unveils the truth, that a shout was in fact a hag just before the hag puts Ebron back to sleep. Thank you friends and fellow adventurers for your continued support. Our cast is hard at work creating some thrilling new content to go alongside with the campaign. If you have not had the chance, please go like and follow our cast and crew on Instagram. Details and links provided in the episode description. A big thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you're interested in further supporting the show monetarily, please follow the Patreon link in the episode description. And of course, tune in next week to see if Katie, Braca, and Agard can track down a brone before it's too late.